One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome everybody to another brand new fabulous episode of Glamour's podcast. Hey, it's okay with me, editor of Glamour, Joe Elvin. Today, my guests are Kat Brown, our social media editor, and the hilarious and wonderful Bella Younger, aka Deliciously Stella. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, you might have noticed I've got a what I'd like to think of as a sexy husky tone today, but it's just basically a head full of snot, really. Um, so sorry about that. Today, I'm joined, as I say, by Cat Brown, social media editor. Hello. Hi. Also with a sexy, deep, cold-ridden oh, voice. But that's relentlessly sexy. It's really, <laughs> that's just the way it is. And we also have the wonderful Bella Younger with us today. Hello, Bella. Woo! Hello. I just sound like a man all the time. You so. don't sound like a man, nor look like one. This or... has really turned into the bass section today, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Hello. It's the start of our singing career. I don't know. What do you hey, think? There's three of us. I think a barbershop trio oh, or, a, be or the, uh, the Andrews Sisters Mark II for the oh, 21st century. See, I was going to say the Andrews Sisters, but then I thought nobody else in here would know who that was because <laughs> my mother used to have an obsession with them. So I know all those don't sit under the apple tree songs. Do you? No, I don't actually. Uh, we'll try some harmonies later. If you haven't seen Bella's hilarious alter ego on Instagram, Deliciously Stella, you've got to check it out immediately. In fact, stop the podcast now. Go and have a look and then come back when you're fully informed, okay? Because really, it is you amazing. need to do your research. It's one of my absolute but it's faves. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, I feel like I've probably been aware of you for about two years. Mm. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah. I've been around for about two years. Yeah. It kind of just meteorized. And it always feels like that way when we see successful people. But for you, it's probably been a lot longer slog, right? I mean, not really, to be honest. <laughs> Rude. Like, I just woke up and became successful. I just decided I was going to become a comedian. So I was writing my Edinburgh show and then I realised that absolutely nobody knew who I was and no one was going to come and see it. So I went, right, I've got to drum up some interest here. So I started Deliciously Stellar on Instagram and I just went nuts for it. I spent a whole weekend just trawling through other people's feeds, just liking and commenting on famous people. And then Davina McCall found it and I was like, boom, done, amazing. Now, Deliciously Stellar is the, you know, well, basically the... The piss take clean eater, isn't she? 
that that's kind of that's and so somebody like Davina who really does live quite a clean eating sugar-free mantra probably saw the funny side of that right exactly yeah it's been amazing actually how many people have really seen the funny side like so many wellness bloggers follow me and um you know celebrities who obviously into their fitness like Davina I think deliciously Stella believes that she's really really healthy like she thinks she's trying really hard, but she just keeps getting it really, really wrong. I love, I, I love it when you sort of like take the mantras that you read on those feeds, like, you know, my lifestyle isn't for everybody. I understand. It's like while you're sitting there with a pizza <laughs> in a bubble bath. And it's like, I, I just, it really, it speaks to me as somebody who will never be a clean eater. I think it also Absolutely. really strikes a chord with the British history of just wonderful, wonderful parody. And just that lovely thing and everybody just being able to take the piss out of themselves a bit. So I'm actually really heartened that there are so many wellness bloggers and people who are into that who do follow Deliciously Stella because it's so funny. And it's also really good natured, which I really like. Yeah, that was one of the main things. I, I really didn't want it to be mean. I really didn't want it to look like I was bullying anyone. So that's why it's so, so silly. Has anybody been offended? Some 12 year old swimmers were really offended once. Really? Yeah, they got really upset. I poured a bottle of juice over my head for a juice cleanse. <laughs> and they went underneath and they were like, this mocks people who want to have proper healthy lifestyles. Love I was it. like, guys, I didn't even drink the Sunny Delight. I poured it on my head. I'm fine. <laughs> what were you doing before you decided you wanted to do that? How did you make that leap? How did you get on stage at a comedy show for the first time? What is that like? I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) nobody should ever say that it's anything other. I just, I was working in sort of food TV and I was plodding along and I was like, I'm not sure if I like this that much. I really feel like I want to be more creative and I want to write and I want people to know that I can write, but I don't know how to do that. So I started standing up in front of people and telling stories and it went quite well and I sort of stopped doing it for a while and then I just went, right, you've got one thing for it. You're going to do an hour at the Edinburgh Fringe. Because I'm quite good at pitching because of my TV background. I had this yeah. really heavy pitch for what my show was going to be. And luckily, they, they bought it. And they were like, yeah, okay. So they gave me a sort of quite a out-of-the-way venue, not a great time. They were thinking, nobody's going to go, but it's fine. You know, we'll just shove her in that pub. And then, because of Deliciously Stella, it sort of snowballed. And people were filling the venue. And it was amazing. And loads of people came to see it. So... I've been very, very lucky. What was your very first stand-up gig like? How many people were there? Did everybody laugh? My very first stand-up gig was in a pub in Borough. And um, I invited about 10 of my friends. And they knew it was my first time. So they put me on right at the end. And they were just like, okay, and now we've got someone for their first time. Oh, no. I don't know if that's a good idea. To tell people that. Comedy crowds can be super harsh as well. I mean, it was basically just a bunch of other comedians and then some of my mates. So they laughed so loudly. I was like, yeah, smashed it. Going to do that again. <laughs> yeah. And then the next one I did, I was like, I'm going to do a competition. So I did a competition and I invited about 50 of my friends and a drunk man got up on the stage and heckled and was like, we all know that that posh girl's going to win because she's brought every single person in the audience. Oh, man. Yeah, that was bad. Did you win? Um, no, they they then didn't let me go through because they were like it would have caused an absolute uproar. Oh, but the well, guy, I think who, that's reverse snobbery. Sorry, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but the guy who was running it then gave me his email address and he helped me to get to the Edinburgh Fringe. And now, deliciously, Stella has a book, yes. which has done really well, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah I've got a book. Yeah. Um, which has been amazing. Just seeing it in shops is the most bewildering thing. And in it's the world. everyone is literally just called deliciously Stella, so it's easy to find. Oh right? yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah, easy. yeah, yeah, yeah. You eating a big block of cheese on the cover, which is basically like porn for me. Yeah, <laughs> the absolute <laughs> dream. Yeah, I mean, people are yeah. always like, "Is it butter?" I'm like, "No, I'm not eating a slab of butter." Butter? I don't know. I don't, I don't oh, know if I would tough. pass that up. This is yeah. tough. 
I did once work with a, a lady, hi Pauline, my old editor at TV Hits magazine, and she had a dog she used to bring to work, and it um, once ate an entire tub of butter and then sat under my desk and farted for eight hours for the entire day. So <laughs> I don't know if cheese has the same. Probably butter's dog a little farts bit more. Really are just the absolute yeah. worst. Yeah, thing. they're the pits. Bad. The yeah. absolute bad, bad, pits. Bad. And you've got you've had, but you've got a podcast as well. Yes, I have my own podcast. Um, where I sort of interview people who actually know what they're talking about, about food. As I've mentioned to you, and I'm sort of trying to put an invisible force fit around myself, I'm not very well today. Mm. I'm just wondering what tips you or Deliciously Stella might have to get me back on the detox road to health. I think maybe a nourishing WKD. Mm. Always good to get colour into your diet. That is the one, (laughs) weirdly, that's the one alcoholic drink that my mother-in-law will abide what she That's loves a blue wkd stop a blue champagne again i think because to her it sort of tastes like yeah, it's pop. that weird sort of yeah. blue raspberry thing yeah. isn't it it's like a boozy panda pop and then she goes out and punches someone in the face and steals a few hug cuts. <laughs> I mean, that's happened every time anybody's yeah. had a blue wicked. Amazing. Yeah, all right. So we're straight after this. It's about, what is it, about 11.30. I'll go and have a WKD. And then it's basically like night nurse, right? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's like cowpole. Okay, so we're here to discuss what is and isn't okay, Bella. Are yes, you up for this? I'm up for it's it. very serious now, all right? Okay. Is it okay to admit... That we don't like being single. That we're quite. That most of us are quite scared to be single. Is that? And even as I say this, I can feel the Twitter universe sort of like raging against me. Even though it ha- we're not even out there with this yet. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not a very feminist thing to admit, is it? But I think there are lots of things yeah. that women fear that aren't very feminist things to admit. Yeah. And probably the most feminist thing of all is actually to go. I'm shit scared of being single. It frightens the life out of me. Um. I have the caveat that I got I got married last year to somebody that I met at university about a million years ago and started dating a couple of years back. But I always found that I ended up becoming a serial monogamist, partly because I every time that I met somebody who did like me and I liked, I was just like, this will never happen again. We must instantly date forever because otherwise I'm six foot one. I'm ginger. I like computer games. I'm clearly going to die alone. I also have a cat. This is just not helpful. But a couple of years ago, I made the decision to actually end a relationship that just was not working. And so then I was single of my own volition and found that terrifying. But actually, at the same time, I ended up having probably the most productive year of my life because I was just like, right, I'm not going to think about finding men. I'm not going to think about the fact that I'm going to die alone with my beloved cat, Ambridge. I'm just going to do all these things that I want to do. I did loads of writing. Um, I ended up training and running a marathon. It made me feel that even though the fear of being single and what other people were thinking about me as I imagined it, it didn't go away. But it, it made me achieve all these amazing things that I otherwise wouldn't do because I'd spend all my time looking at any man I met going, maybe they will like me. And actually the really important thing that I needed was to stop thinking that and just to go, well, screw that. Do I like me? And then eventually I did. I do think that, that there is that core fear that we all have. Maybe it is a loneliness thing. I don't know. But it was definitely for me, as a younger person, tied to self-esteem and whether or not, you know, feeling attractive. And, do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. it, to me, I'd never quite got over that. If, it's, if I'm single for any long period of time, it means I'm not attractive. Do you know what I mean? And and I think that if I had it to do over again, I would try so hard to correct that. Yeah. But I I don't know. I think it's a really hard thing. And even with you throwing yourself into all your hobbies and writing and everything, Kat, there's still that foundation of I'm doing this to distract myself from being single. Do you know what I mean? Is that was that is that wrong? Do you know what I mean? No, I think that's completely spot on. I think 
There have been amazing strides made for women in the last years, but we have to remember that there are still random laws that have only just been overturned like in the 90s or in the 70s about women being able to own property, to go out and have jobs and everything. I think sometimes being a woman is still is so so very much enmeshed in the idea of, you know, but can you can you have a lovely home? Do you own a lovely home? Do you have a husband? Do you have do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a wife? Do you have a life partner? Do do you think do we put those pressures on ourselves, Bella, or do you get those pressures from friends or relatives or I definitely feel those pressures at the moment from outsiders because I'm I'm coming up to 30 and I can feel like my mum sort of on a knife edge like please really but I mean look how well it's going there that's the thing I know I know um it is it is going really well in all other aspects but I think I think she just feels like if I was settled I would be happier and she could stop worrying about me so much Mm. but there is this idea isn't it that being settled Mm. means that you have a partner and not that you are just living your best life on your own or with a flatmate or just going off and having a lovely time and people get divorced earlier and earlier now, and it happens all the time. So it's not to say that getting married is going to be the happy ending and the neat little bow at the end of your story. Yeah, exactly. Although, obviously, you and I are both, yes. let's just say, we're blissfully wedded. Blissfully <laughs> wedded, it is yeah. marvellous. No, but I, you know, and I remember it's, I used to sort of like drag myself to clubs every weekend, even if I didn't want to go, just in case I met the one. It was, it, every, everything was like predicated on this might be the time that you meet somebody. I'm making myself sound really pathetic, I realise. But do you, I think that, that it does become this thing where I just think a lot of us are frightened of being single. Yeah, it's but it sounds like you you were really good at being single. Do you think you're good at being single, See, Bella? I love being single and yeah. I'm excellent at being I single. I was rubbish. Yeah. But I just, I would like to know, I'd like just to have a sneak peek into the future just so I know that I'm not going to be single forever because I get so like into it. I get so into being by myself and then I'm like, actually, you're not really making any effort and it might be cool to be in a relationship again. Like, All right. Come on. So let's, let, let's treat this as your Tinder. What are we looking for here? What's funny the, and kind. Funny and kind. Yes. Yeah. It's I, not. That's not the biggest tall order. No, but this. This you is. You think? Yeah. It's so important. Those two are, I think, the, the characteristics that we should be looking for, and that I wish, if I could, if I could go back and tell my past self anything, it would be stop looking at Mr. Grumpy Pants over there and thinking he's really hot because he's ignoring you. He's not. He's an asshat. Go mm. for somebody who is funny and kind and mm. lovely. There's a lot mm. of lot of successful comedy comes from people's pain and baggage. So mm. that's that's the kind of people that you're going to be meeting. I also really wouldn't <laughs> want to go out with a comedian because I think we'd compete. Yeah. And that would be a nightmare. So I think I'd like to go out with someone maybe who works in the creative industries, but not necessarily a comedian. Okay, so anybody so creative, listening? creative, funny and kind. Yeah. If you, know anyone, if you know anyone, email us, please. Exactly. Tweet yeah. in. Deliciously Stella. Yeah, Deliciously Stella will date you. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Where diving deep into nudity now. Everyone likes that, right? The internet loves nudity. Feels a bit cold for it at the moment, if I'm honest. Mm. I love a bit of nudity. I went to an all-girls boarding school. (laughs) Well, now I just want to talk about that. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) What was that like? (laughs) Nude all the time. (laughs) Was it empowering? That's what I want to know. Um, I think it was. In that sort of situation, it was empowering. But then I wasn't taking a picture of my tits for the internet. Yeah. (laughs) That's the thing. I want to talk about, is it okay? I'm not okay with nudity being the baseline of empowerment for women is it okay to say no I don't want to be naked it doesn't make me feel more of more powerful feminist I think we we see celebrities who uh you know I, I guess what is it quote unquote owning their bodies or posting naked selfies or and you know I, I, if you want to do that I don't really I'm not here to kind of judge that but I don't feel like it's furthering the cause of empowerment for women whatsoever and the last time I said that in a piece on the internet I got called a slut shamer I ain't noticed, I don't think anyone who does that is a slut I just don't think it helps feminism or me or anybody mm. in the I don't think it's great for my daughter to think that that's the way to get attention and success and you know there's a really interesting film coming out on the 16th called Embrace which is a documentary that started off in, in Australia and has now sort of crowdfunded its way over to the UK and it is made by a woman who wanted to make uh, something that was body positive for her daughter. And so in that sense, I think it's it's very important for people to be aware that you can see lots of different bodies. But in terms of people necessarily having to be naked to do it, don't have to. I'll tell you what is a piece of empowering flesh was um, the our sister magazine, US Glamour's recent cover with Lena Dunham and mm. her unretouched thigh on the cover. And I think that a lot of people, to me, that was a a really sort of like anti-establishment statement, a really something that women's magazines haven't done. And she looks and really powerful. Yeah. The, so yeah, what do I you agree. think? Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, a really, really brilliant thing to have happened. Yeah. I think she looks amazing. She looks strong. She looks powerful. And it's not, it's not about like, ooh, look at my leg. Please don't objectify me. Mm. It's like, yes, here I am. A normal and this woman. is just my body. Yeah. But, um, you know, the fact, the fact is it, it's, we're still a long way from, we're still talking about women's bodies all the time. We're still judging women's bodies. We're still objectifying. We're still, it's still a conversation about whether somebody's too big or too small or unretouched or retouched. You know, women's bodies are discussed in ways that men's just aren't. Mm. So from that point of view, I I don't know where, where that ends. If, if, if the only way to get attention, the only way to be seen as a powerful woman is, is through that visual medium of showing your body. 
Where do we go from there? How do we move beyond that? Daisy Buchanan is a great writer. She writes for us quite a lot. And she uh, goes under the handle not, at Not Roller Girl on, on Twitter. And she did a thing where she wanted to explore um, sort of enhancing and improving her own body confidence. And the way she decided to do that was by putting herself naked into several sort of situations where she wouldn't normally like things like at the gym, at a, at a naked swimming pond and things like that. Um, and I've actually been completely blown away by the response. The magazine, as we record this, has been on sale about three days. And I've had so many emails from people saying that it's made them cry. It's made it's given them confidence. Um, I knew it was a good piece. But I, I suppose because I just wouldn't ever do what Daisy had done. I just would never put myself in it, naked in any situation like that. Because I was just... it. Well, probably just because it frightens me. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to be exposed in that way. So I've been really blown away by the reaction to that piece. Would, would you ever, do you think that's a route to confidence? Would you ever put yourself in that situation, Bella? I think it's quite an extreme route to confidence, yeah. perhaps. But, you know, I love the way she spoke about how she used to just look at one part of her body at a time, like an elbow or a hand, because she couldn't really grasp the magnitude of looking at the whole thing at once. And she sort of forced herself to just be completely naked and in public. And I think it's amazing. And I think that it really is empowering what she did. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And as for somebody who's still, um, you know, I see there's an, uh, a lady at my gym who will sit start naked on the bench and eat a sandwich and then there's then there's me who I've got a whole routine around you know the towel goes here while I put this on and the towel uh, uh, you know I just I don't know I'm I've become a lot more aware of it since I've become a slightly more recognizable human being yeah now that I'm when I'm in the gym I'm aware that people are staring at me and they're not just going oh that's that lady's bum they're like that's deliciously seller's bum and that feels really different to me has anybody what do people comment on the do people come up to you at the gym or yeah, people come up to me at the gym all the time, especially because it's a weird thing for me to be in the gym because they don't associate me with that. Exactly, the, the anti-wellness. Mm, yeah, yeah, It's really like, mm, busted. And I'm like, I'm naked. We're going to end on me being Miss Grumpy Pants. Is it okay, you guys, to hold a grudge? I don't hold grudges, but that's just... Teach me, teach me. I'm just a terrible pushover and I can't stay angry with people. I, I find that very hard to believe. No, I really am. I'm always just like, oh, yeah, no, I was... I'll just take it lying down, it's way easier. Is it that you've never had a really amazingly awful betrayal? That's true. Maybe I haven't mm. been betrayed in that way. Yeah. Maybe that's that's what's coming. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I hope not. No. But, yeah. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but mm. yeah. What about you, Kat? I would really like to be better at not holding grudges, but unfortunately I cling on to them. I think it's, it's because I have a very keen sense of, of justice and unfortunately, the flip side of that is that I have a very keen sense of when somebody should basically be punished for something happening. Yeah. Not necessarily like by being thrown into a prison or in a ditch or something, but I would sometimes just like them to realise the pain that they have caused or the inconvenience that they have inflicted upon somebody. See, I would like people to realise the pain they've caused, but then I also, in a weird, twisted way... I don't want them to know how how hurt I've been by something. Yeah. So I never end up telling people exactly how I feel in the moment if they've done something terrible. So therefore, there's a few people out there, not many, I count them on one hand, but there's a few out there who I'm not speaking to, but they don't even realise that I'm not speaking to them. You see, I love that. They just don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> I mean, to the point where one of them, who I haven't spoken to in coming up to like two decades email me out of the blue for a favour. It was a really awful being shat on from a great height thing. 
from many years ago. I don't lie awake at night festering about it now. I don't sort of like stick pens in this person's voodoo doll or anything like that. But for that to be like the last communication with them to be something really ugly and then nearly 20 years later just email me out of the blue all breezy and ask for a favour. I mean, it's pretty bold of that person to well, come in after 20 years. Or dumb. I don't know. One or the other. Yeah. 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 But that's what I mean. They don't. They didn't know how angry I was because I didn't say anything at the time. So for all this time, didn't realise that they were on my, yeah, you know, my, my naughty list. And it's easier, I think, now to hide the fact that you are bearing a grudge because in social media... It's, it's easier to sort of keep up to date with people without necessarily seeing them. The sort of solution that I've come to with my sort of nasty, like grudge-bearing, miserable persona is that I've actually just started getting rid of people to, against whom I would hold grudges. So I have a smaller but incredibly very beloved friendship circle now. And I, if, if somebody is basically just a rampant asshat, then I just try not to have to engage with them at all. And that's mm. just made me so much happier. I've I don't want to hold I've the grudge. Doing that. Yeah. yeah. Just like getting rid of peripheral friends. Yeah, anything that anything that sort of makes my inner sort of rampant, angry person holding a scythe come out. It's just like, okay, you need to remove yourself from the situation because a normal person with a grudge is threatening, and somebody who is six foot two and has massive, great big red hair and also just has this voice is just far too frightening. So it's just easier for everybody if I just only surround myself with people that I really like. I don't know. I think I had some terrible things done to me in a work way about sort of like 15 or so years ago and nothing else was really sort of like measured up to that. So I think I've now got to an age slightly older than you two where not as many things get me angry anymore. There's like, I kind of feel like I've seen it all in terms of what people can do and say and, you know, so, but but those older ones, there are still people from the 90s who, who are sort of like, who still give me the bad feeling. But how but, do you get to the stage where you don't mind grudges? Because it's all very well me going, I only surround myself with, unicorns and rainbows but obviously that's not always going to be the case so how do you just chill out and and relax and try not to hold a grudge there's a saying that I try to remember and of all people I heard it from Cheryl Cole or sorry Cheryl Cheryl whatever we call Cheryl now (laughs) sorry Um, and it was uh, holding a grudge is like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets sick and that was something that I thought was very very true and really I don't think she those or, are or, wise words well, from Cheryl. I don't think Cheryl authored that, but no. she read it somewhere and I'm glad, very, very glad she shared it. Thank you, Cheryl. Yeah. It's about perspective. When you've had, um, if you've had people in your life who are very ill or you sort of like look around at the world, you just, ha- I, that's, that's literally what I do. I just think, well, you know, how important is it that this person fired me or stole my idea or do you know what I mean like how important mm. is that really at <laughs> the grand scheme of things is this what I'm going to think about on my last days on earth yeah. if I'm sort of like dying somewhere no it's not so yeah finding perspective can be incredibly hard but it is worth it eventually I just think that success is the best revenge and as long as you're doing really well in yourself also yeah. the other thing that I've learned in the media is that everybody just pretends that they absolutely know what they're doing when actually nobody really absolutely knows what they're doing yeah absolutely so that, that helps with my confidence yeah Massively. I think that's the most important thing that anybody could know is that we're all muddling through and fingers crossed we'll do it with fewer grudges. So you literally hold no grudges? I genuinely don't think I I hold any grudges. I feel that that must feel like better than any clean eating feeling on earth. That must be, you just must, just the blood must wash wash through you like a waterfall in a mountain spring. I'm just too busy worrying about other things, I think. Okay. Yeah. Number one worry? Number one worry. Um, Oh, I know what it is because you're writing your sitcom. 
Oh yeah. Oh it, well, sorry if you weren't worrying about that. Now I've made you think that you should. <laughs> no, but that's that's quite a big task to do, isn't it? It's a massive task. You're excited. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sat by myself, sort of pulling ideas out of thin air, and I have no one to sort of bounce it off against, and I have no idea if what I'm writing is genuinely the worst thing that anyone's ever seen or is really really good oh it sounds really exciting though it is exciting it's a really cool thing to be able to do to even be allowed to write something and have someone read it is amazing and are you going to tell us anything about it i can't tell you anything about <sighs> it well i'm going to hold a grudge against that now yeah, yeah. so much for news resolutions <laughs> That's it. That's another episode of Glamour Hey, It's Okay. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Bella Younger, for being here. Thank you. you if you, um, I think I know tons of you are already following Bella on Instagram d- at Deliciously Stella. You can check out all her work at bellayounger.com. Check out the book, Deliciously Stella. She's got loads of stuff going on. Um, I know you're not doing stand-up at the moment, but you will be touring again at some point, I, yeah, I imagine. In a year. Um, I don't know yet, dates-wise, but I will be touring this year. That's very exciting. So thank you very, very much for being with us today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.